dude, they, I was at Whole Foods. I fucking kid you not. They sold ostrich eggs at, at Whole Foods at one point. Nice. They're fucking huge. They look like the, the mother of dragons in Game of Thrones. Look up emu egg. I think an emu is a bird. They're green. Maybe I'm confusing it because I, I think I saw an emu egg. There it is. There you go. Yeah. Oh my God. I saw one of these. Close on my porn tabs real quick. <laughs> <laughs> an emu omelet. God damn. Hell yeah. We're a little late to the game, um, but this is our fuck Joe Exotic, fuck Tiger King episode, episode number one of three of the podcast. Uh, it's been a minute since uh, it came out. It's been like two months. Um, but let's just get right into it, man. What what are your what were your main takeaways from this bitch ass show like Tiger King? What I still don't want to talk about it. Fuck fuck Tiger <laughs> King, fuck Netflix, <laughs> fucking for hating on all the Latinx creators out there and putting only white shows out there. Fuck those guys, man. They should have had like a better Mexican version of this. You you probably just go down to Mexico and find some crazy ass dude that's probably doing this shit. Yeah, like, dude. With, I could shoot like this on an iPhone. You ever drive down the freeway and there's a sign for ostrich farms? We could do one like that, like on a like a Mexican dude who owns an ostrich farm. That's that would have been way better TV, and I don't know. It'd probably be still fucked up and immoral, but I don't know. Maybe it'd be cool to see our people actually get get um get the get the coins on this shit, get all the all the viral glory um that joe exotic is getting imagine a, an ostrich farm okay an ostrich farm but also like a co cockfighting farm can you imagine two gigantic ostriches fighting to the death with blades like yes. freddy like you could buy some of those freddy cougar gloves and put them on an ostrich and and, and imagine he had a restaurant where they did huevo rancheros with ostrich eggs Exactly. There would be so much more content. You could they could fight, and then there would also be like a side cooking show, for sure. Thing where they where they they cook up the ostrich eggs, they fight them. It's like a whole. He's like Doc. He's like a mixture of everybody, like Doc Antle, Carol Baskin, Joe Cake Exotic, boss. all in one. Cake Boss, um, but Omelet boss. boss, the Omelet Boss, and the he has boss. like, you know how like the Doc Antle has like women doing like a bunch of shit for him. Yeah, that's pretty dope. I, I give him dabs on that. Could this be a cautionary tale, if you will? Because, I mean, it did yeah. start. I mean, the, the general story is that, like, Joe started out running a, a, a legit sanctuary. That's what he that's what they said, right? Like he wanted to save some rescues or some tigers or whatever. There's that crazy ass story where, like, he told his dad he was gay. And then he's like, and then my dad made me shake my mother, shake my hand in front of my mother and said, don't come to my funeral. <laughs> and then he basically drove his fucking car off a bridge. I, I, you can't make this shit up, but he drove his car off a bridge, broke his Whoa. fucking back and then started doing rehab uh, to help his back. And then the guy that was at that, I don't know if all this shit is made up or not, but um, uh, the guy who was at that rehab center basically had little pet baby tigers and and cubs and that's where his like uh, um mm. affinity towards them started mm. uh, but then like you're saying yeah he started like a little sanctuary um and then yeah he basically just got corrupted and turned into a very fucking gross like self-serving narcissist manipulative kind of disgusting ass dude but you know free joe mm. exotic right hashtag free him <laughs> the president <laughs> is considering freeing him i think i saw don jr uh, post a meme yeah about, about his dad 
about his dad being Joe Exotic. Yeah. Or it was like the the meme of his dad as Joe Exotic. So, you know, trash attracts trash, maybe, is a way of thinking about that little interaction. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, yeah, like like you're saying, the um the show is clearly about Joe, right? It's like the show was purposely made about the Tiger King, about Joe Exotic. But they supposedly as, started exploring the feature. other stuff, right? Like, yeah, they, they started exploring like reptile dealers, and then like they ran into somebody who had a snow leopard in Florida, which is dope. You know, that's the, <laughs> that's the, that's the one that's you can't flex any harder than that. Like, I yeah. got a snow leopard in Florida. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's like Jesus. it's like I have a whale. I have a a small swimming pool. Yeah, I, like a dolphin in I have the a desert d- or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a vat of sand and just a like a big tub of sand i've got a dolphin in a, in a yeah exactly and uh you know i just give them a little bit of water the dolphins <laughs> breathe they're mammals right they actually don't need water technically like yeah i mean they're you know. they're mythical 100 here's another question i have for you okay like if you're doing if you're doing a documentary about whatever and then you find another story within that story mm-hmm. aren't you like it's like yeah the the director at one point says that it started off as he was doing some profile and some reptile dealer in florida right Mm -hmm. um but then he found joe exotic and that clearly is much more flashy it's more it's even much more fucking you know divisive and all this shit so um i think i feel like a lot of I've, i've heard of other documentaries starting off like this like um a thin blue line i believe started the Errol Morris documentary, he was doing a um, a profile on one of the doctors who was like um, interviewing the people that were getting sent to life or sent to the death sentence or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think you're right in terms of like he, the, the director is picking and choosing and it started off as one thing. And then he obviously found something that was way more flashy, like I was saying, and he kind of rode that out. Um, so yeah yeah I is think. that wrong or do you think the obligation is to just like you're out there as a filmmaker or as a reporter or as a storyteller and you find something and you just like i I gotta do this this is an interesting story like people have to hear yeah. about this guy yeah you know? yeah i don't think it's wrong but it's definitely a very um specific decision on their part oh for sure to like i said we're talking we're talking about how they they decided to name this tiger king the rise and fall of the tiger king of joe exotic Mm. it could have been about you know it could i mean it started off as reptile dealer in south florida it could have been about the big cat trade or whatever the fuck that circle of people who are crazy more generally it could have been about carol baskin it could have been about doc antle and so yeah I, i think structurally i personally thought it was a little weak almost like mm. because it it's it frames itself as as the story about joe exotic but then it goes into so many different things like the whole carol baskin thing like the whole thing about the the um the the big cat dealers um it kind of it, it just it tries to make like like a like a big kind of flashy episode out of stuff as opposed to like like for instance, like the the killing of Carol Baskin's husband, mm-hmm. I don't really see how that's relevant to Joe being in prison now, right? Because Joe basically he's serving this like twenty two year life prison sentence, but like what does that 
element of Carol Baskin. It's just there to, I think, prop up Carol Baskin as like the villain of Joe Exotic. And so they do this big profile of her. You know, that's because she is. She fucking <laughs> killed her husband. And I'm, to... I'm team Carol Baskin at the end of all this shit, I feel like. Oh, after shit. Much thought, after much contemplation. <laughs> now that may be a... <laughs> That's an unpopular opinion. Thing, yeah. But I might be low-key, low-key hashtag team Carol Baskin up in this bitch. God damn, why? <laughs> Explain yourself here right now. What um, the fuck? Okay, all right. So okay, so it's it's like all these people are the same, right? In terms of like they they use these animals as like status. They think that it makes them more like more they're like more refined and that they know about they, they hang out with fucking monkeys and dolphins and fucking snakes and big cats and all this shit right dope 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 um which is yeah whatever um but i guess i would just say that carol baskin is just just outsmarted everyone in a really obviously it's like this like again race to the bottom of who is like the most legit she's trying to prove that she's the most legit like she, she, she's not a collector, you know, she, her place is a sanctuary. And so Goddamn she's just kind of dressed. <laughs> and so um, she basically played all these fools, man. And you know what? Fuck her other husband. And this is kind of fucked up to say, but like, you know, I don't think he deserved it necessarily, but he fucking like didn't really, he, he kind of walked right into that, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, yeah, I mean, he was... Guy, he, he was definitely he like, was, he was fucking around on her, right? Like he was doing some shit. Like, yeah, I mean, he, he this guy was forty-two years old. He met Carol Baskin when she was twenty, right? So here we have a twenty-two-year difference. Okay. And um, and then he leaves his wife and kids for Carol Baskin, right? That's how their relationship starts. So you already know it's fucking red flags from the motherfucking start. Um, and then basically, I guess the way the show positions it is that. Um, they started beefing because Carol Baskin wanted to keep like, you know, like helping cats or being a sanctuary. And her husband, Don Lewis, was more of like a businessman who was just trying to fucking breed and sell, breed and sell, breed and sell. Mm. And so then Carol Baskin said, fuck that. Probably killed him. Uh, and then took all his money. All this shit about the paperwork afterwards is so fucking sketchy. And for sure, like he she probably did it. Yeah. Yeah, um, but again, this is this is a this is chess. This is chess, dogs. The, to the big cat people out there, okay. this, is a, this is a fucking long play. Like the her her new husband, her fucking creep of a new husband, is like, well, we were in this for, for five, ten years. This is about the the long end, the the war. You know, not every battle. It's like she got so, you know, she just, got her she got somebody in there who like that guy licks her asshole every day. Lay down their guns. He, so creepy. Yeah, yeah. So okay, I see. I see that. You know, I see you admire her. Her tactics. Her, 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 her yes. gamesmanship in this. In whole, this white. In this white world of fuckery. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm just. <laughs> but she did kill that fool, man. For sure. Yeah, yeah. She for it's sure. So sketchy. Yeah. It's like everything about it is like whatever. Uh, okay. To me, what tripped me out was all the, the paperwork shit afterwards. Remember, like, um, mm-hmm. she like showed up to the office and like 
cut the fucking bolts off and got the will and changed the will. And then like she waited exactly like five years and one day to declare him dead so that she could fucking get it. Anyways, it's all very precise and fucking sociopathic. But like I said, hashtag team motherfucking Carol Baskin. These people are all trash, but this is an amazing, (laughs) amazing documentary. My kudos to the filmmaker because look, like, like every documentary is it's the the reason this works is because because of the characters because they're all crazy. Yeah. Like you have the Joe Exotic, you and like then you have like this chick Carol Baskin and then um, Doc Antle who's just a maniac too who is basically a slave owner. Yeah, over young women, yes. and then like you have um, Jeff Lowe, Buddhist, dude. <laughs> well, yeah, he's a Buddhist. Yeah. <laughs> he's Bhagavan. Remember, yeah, Bhagavan. He's Bhagavan. Dog, you're right. Bhagavan. I'm, I'm sorry. Answer. You're totally right. <laughs> Show some respect um, to their um, religion. To their <laughs> just awful. These people yeah. are awful. They're awful. They're awful. They're awful. Which was what yeah. makes it captivating. Like yeah. the only shit that sucks about this is that the message of the animals <laughs> and I'm laughing, but I, I mean, I do like this pisses me off. It's like those animals are just treated like trash. And, you know, they I obviously the filmmaker started looking at um, this whole subculture of animal breeding, exotic animal breeding um, and, you know, how fucked up it is and ended up just being just diverting the documentary into fucked up people. And, you know, there's like a little byline at the end of the documentary about what happened to the animals or what didn't happen or whatever the fuck. And obviously they used a lot of the animal cruelty uh, laws against Joe to bring him down um, at the end. And there's some of that, but it, 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 admittedly like nobody, there wouldn't be that many people watching the documentary if it was just about animal cruelty. Cause people be like, oh, I don't need to see that. Yeah, like Sarah McLaughlin type of shit. I love those commercials. Yo, that's funny. You know, it's hilarious. I didn't do this on purpose. Look at my mug. Oh, my, shit. Shout out Sarah McLaughlin. ASPCA. She, she got me, man. I actually donated to the ASPCA <laughs> and got as this. As soon as you were done watching that. Uh, <laughs> as soon as I cried my tears, yeah. I ordered. The, uh, this is like a couple years ago. And see. It's got a little kitten on there. The real, the real everyday feeling. Um, so yeah, they kind of like, they kind of ended up ignoring the whole thing, which was the animals. Um, but, but how do you make, how do you make a documentary about animals captivating in a way that people will still want to watch it? I think like, did you ever see, I think it was called Blackfish? Yeah. That was about the whales, right? That How'd one. That? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good example of um, that was definitely more pointed towards like, hey, this is the fucked up shit that's happening at right. SeaWorld. The animals right. are getting fucked over. Right. And I'm curious. Yeah. I wonder what the, the the numbers are in terms of like how many people watch that versus something like Tiger King. Obviously, I'm sure Tiger King blew that shit out of the water. Yeah. I mean, uh, Blackfish <clears throat> was a, a, a feature film, so it was a single, you know, one and a half hour yeah, movie or yeah. whatever. Um I, I yep. did pretty well as far as documentaries are concerned from what I understand. I'm looking at it right now. Um, mm. and, and, but it also had the, everything needs like a kind of crazy hook. And with that one, it was that, that, that it was, his name was Tilikum or something, captive killer whale. 
and he's killed several people. So he had killed a few people. So that was kind of the hook there is that like, oh my God, he's killed some people. But then you understand the psychology of why this fucking orca has killed people because he's in a fucking fish tank. There's to be in the ocean or whatever. But that was a, an example of like something that I think did really well. It balanced the titillating aspect of like this murderous abuse. Yeah. Yeah. And then the abuse and it kind of took down like SeaWorld, like, People fucking hated that shit for a while, and I don't. I think a lot of people are against this sort of stuff now. Um, and and Tiger, Tiger King didn't do that at all. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point to bring up in terms of um, Blackfish was a documentary that came out on like five, six, maybe more. When did that come out? Twenty thirteen. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So six, seven years, and um, and versus now, like Tiger King is very much a product of the modern day, like Netflix output, true mm. crime, true crime documentary kind of shit. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely, I think, worth mentioning. Yeah, that the the way that it come out, that the way that it comes out is definitely different, and it's kind of made for this sort of like um, viral intake kind of thing. All of the elements of it, and then combined with the fact that it started like as the fucking quarantine got started everywhere. Um, so everybody definitely talked about it nonstop for fucking the last two months or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think to bring it back to the the name of the show, right? The the Tiger King. It, it's obviously like a profile of this fucking crazy dude named Joe Exotic. They could have made it a lot of different things, but um, they ended up doing. They it sounds like they were record they were filming them for. for quite a long time like almost it feels like almost like 10 years or something it, it, you know the the story changed obviously in real time which is interesting for the for the filmmakers to try and you know keep having to like kind of angle it in a certain way uh, but I feel like once because it starts with him basically calling from prison and so right away you know it's like the viewer knows like oh this guy Joe Exotic is in prison for whatever the fuck is about to happen throughout the rest of this series I felt awful watching it, and it was one of the, I, like the last two episodes for sure. I was just like, ah, oh, just fucking finish. I gotta, I gotta get this over with. Um, what, what, rec what would you recommend? What documentaries would you recommend? Like either on Netflix or legit, like, you know, like a the Criterion channel. <laughs> Have you heard of Movie? the Criterion channel? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think um, fucking a. I think. Um, Definitely Errol Morris is a documentary filmmaker that I don't I don't know a shitload about documentary filmmake um films or anything, but definitely Errol Morris is one that I think has such a dope style. It's it's dense. The 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 stories are equally fucking crazy and the characters are really fucked up and do really fucked up things. Yeah. But I just I would prefer that kind of approach to be honest. Um, Errol Morris, like Thin Blue Line, uh, he has one called Tabloid, and you just I would definitely look up Errol Morris on the Criterion Channel. Actually, he's available there. Plug um, to one of our sponsors, the Criterion Channel. <laughs> <laughs> For uh, they have a lot of his his stuff on there. You know, we um, mentioned uh, Blackfish, but the other one that I think people should watch if they haven't already is uh, Grizzly Man which is um, by Warner Herzog. And that one's about this dude who is like a self-proclaimed like conservationist as well. But he was all into bears, like grizzly bears and shit. So he would go out and live with these bears in the wild and shit and film himself like basically like, you know, chilling with the bears and having beers and whatever. 
until one of them fucking ate him. And there's video of it. So Errol, uh, Warner Herzog took that video footage as well as a bunch of older video footage and basically, you know, made this documentary about that gap that or that line between humans and animals and whether it can ever be like cross like does a does an animal ever understand a human uh, and vice versa in that way um that was a fucking sick one and and any of the i liked i like herzog stuff probably a little more than morris i feel like morris is good and really dope but morris is a little like too stylized for me in terms of like his approach to documentary i feel like documentary should maybe be a little more raw um yeah everything yeah, is he's yeah no yeah i think i i agree that the the rawness is definitely dope and maybe more preferred for me as well i i think i just think that errol morris is that one dude who does the stylization super well yeah and it doesn't ever really like it, it it's just done in such a in such a way that it it's not like totally like um exploitative i feel like yeah yeah, and he really totes that line in a in a really dope way. Whereas I feel something like Tiger King was definitely way more just fucking <laughs> hit the accelerator on all the fucking crazy elements, and yeah, um, it 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 wasn't like it wasn't necessarily like a fucking National Enquirer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't uh, Primer Impacto. <laughs> <laughs> kinda, kinda was very close. Very yeah. close. Yeah, it was yeah. like a really long episode of. Remaining back though, yeah, yeah, um, but uh, yeah, no, I think that that's a good point. I feel like it does for me come down to uh, just like the approach and like the the editorial and directorial decisions that these filmmakers make. And in the case of Grizzly Man, like that's just fucking dope that Bernard Herzog was like, I'm gonna get all the existing footage and piece that together and tell the story of this guy in that way. Yeah, and then I think in that movie he he doesn't show the footage of the guy getting killed, but he shows himself watching it or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. I believe he like shows himself like, yeah, something like, like actually that. watching the footage or listening to the footage. I, I forget. Um, so that is, is a cool kind of element. And, and Werner Herzog is a, I think a, a, um, a documentary filmmaker who inserts himself into his documentaries in yeah. a way that no one, like anybody, anybody else who does it, I feel like it's fucking whack as fucker. Michael Moore. Like, yeah, Michael Moore. Oh, he he's okay. He he has his own style. But <laughs> did you ever see um the the Vivian Marr documentary, the photographer, the No. The, did you remember did you ever hear about her? You should so. check that one out. It's a, this like um this obscure photographer. Um I, I forget the name of the documentary. It's like Finding Vin, Vivian Marr, some shit like that. Uh basically she was like this housekeeper in the sixties mm. or fifties and sixties. And she was a really fucking badass photographer. Oh, that one that had all the, the, they found all the old photos of her that she took. Right. Yeah. 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 It, it's her stuff is fucking amazing. It is seriously some fucking such dope fucking photography, but she was like a, basically just a, a regular person who didn't really like become like a famous photographer. She wasn't like trying to do that shit. She just yeah. did, feels like she did as a hobby. Anyways, that fucking documentary was almost ruined by the filmmaker because mm. he basically just document he the guy who made it is basically the guy who found it at an auction like the there was like this big treasure chest full of photos and the filmmaker happened to see it and he bought it and then he he basically he's like fucking basically part of the documentary he's like 
oh like 40 50 percent of the documentary is him like trying to get the trying to get the the still or the 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 photos into museums him talking to like dealers and it's really hilarious and almost if it weren't for just how awesome and beautiful this woman's photos were then that shit would have been like it was very close to being ruined yeah yeah so when documentary filmmakers insert themselves it's it's very weird but Werner Herzog does it in a very cool like he was like the original vlogger <laughs> like yeah 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 he really was yeah that's a good way of putting it yeah yeah and like i mean his voice alone gives a documentary like a, a eccentricity and like a, its own sense of gravitas cuz like he's got that just german like you know it's just really weird it's kind of hilarious but yeah i would watch grizzly man and then i really like little Dieter needs to fly which is about yeah, I, need, I, should, I need to see that one i haven't seen that one it's about this guy who got shot down in vietnam um, like an american pilot and he became like a pow and um it, it's interviews with him and stuff and then they ended up making a, a feature film about that with christian bale and steve zahn what was mm. that movie called? oh nice um, i forget but that that movie's pretty good too. But uh, and oh, nice. Herzog directed the feature as well. The the feature oh, film. Yeah, it's nice. pretty good. Um, what about uh, the R. Kelly documentary? Did you watch that? <laughs> that is that. Uh, that's a that's a good that's a good one to bring up. I didn't watch it. I heard it was fucking awful, and that it just shows how much of a disgusting monster R. Kelly is. Um, but that stuff deserves to be kind of put out. That kind of I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I meant. Uh, Leaving actually. Neverland, the Michael Jackson one. Yeah, that one I didn't watch either. I heard it was. I didn't up. watch it either. That's a good example, though. What we're saying is, like, if if Tiger King was all about how awful the animal shit was, a lot of people yeah. would be like, "I don't need to watch that. I know it's awful. Yeah. I just yeah. don't need to watch it." Right. Mm-hmm. So at mm-hmm. least, I think what happened was they took it too far into the character stuff and left out the animal stuff. They still could have had all this crazy character shit with the Tiger yeah. King and Carol yeah. Baskin and mm-hmm. still had a little more of the animal stuff and accomplished yeah. a little bit of both better. Um, yeah, that's true. Cause yeah, like that, that's one thing that I found a little disturbing about the Tiger King is that the imagery of all the big cats of all the exotic animals are super prominent throughout the whole thing. You know, it's like these really beautiful close-up shots, these slow motion shots of the, the, these like poor fucking animals behind the cages basically. Yeah. And so it starts to feel more like, yeah, like basically like just decoration for this crazy yeah. ass story. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, it's, it's like disturbing when you, you like, you're like, Oh man, these animals are just so beautiful and they're so like, they just look so powerful and shit. But they're behind like the cage, you know, and they're just like, it just, just starts to get depressing as you start thinking about exactly like when they start kind of firing off the numbers of the amount of yeah. lions or tigers that they have or how they feed them, how like it's this fucking rinky dink ass process for Joe Exotic that he gets like all the leftover meat from Walmart mm-hmm. and his own employees eat it and shit like, what the fuck? <laughs> And oh then there's like God. there's like five minutes at the end, right? What was it when they like asked him or he's in jail or something? He's like, man, well, you know, when I gave them monkeys back and they actually had a place to run around, yeah. I thought to myself, have I been depriving them of their whatever? Like, yes, motherfucker, of course you have. Like, and that was yeah. it. That's kind of why he ultimately pisses me off as a person because he's like, he he's totally just like trying to be like this crazy famous viral dude and 
he's just like completely lacks self-awareness or something but it's like like that line in particular i felt was just like fucked up it's like yeah of course you deprive them it's like you're just saying this to sound like poetic and like reflective here at the end (laughs) of your conversation here and it's like i don't know that 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 i should kind of rub me the wrong way because it's like why don't you just you recognize this in the moment so why don't you just act accordingly (laughs) well (laughs) it would be it would be like now that you're in prison it would be like oj admitting he killed nicole or like you know bill cosby admitting he drugged all these women or something like or r kelly and me you know it's like these people know they're trash and that they're guilty of doing like horrific things like you know that joe exotic killed tigers like baby tigers like after they were too old to Mm -hmm. be used as like petting Mm -hmm. whatever so they know they're awful they're awful fucking people um that's the ultimately i you know now that we're kind of talking about it, that's ultimately the failure of the documentary to the the documentary failed to it showed it but i guess we have to draw our own conclusions yeah I, exactly i don't know but which like, is fair i guess but it's clear the problem all, is yeah i don't know yeah i mean i mean you can basically the way that it played out is that this dude joe exotic became like this funny viral kind of wacky character and yeah. hashtag free Joe exotic became a thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like that. I feel like as someone, as a filmmaker, as someone who's making media, who's like doing shit with Netflix, like they know I have a, like, I guess what I'm getting at is like, I feel like they knew that that was going to happen. And that's why they played all that shit up. Yeah, of course. Of Like they yeah. knew that, that, that Joe exotic was going to become some weird phenomenon and, like that he's going to be like just because he's perfect for it he looks crazy he acts crazy he sounds crazy it's like you know so yeah i I think i don't know i'm maybe it's like the a case of the internet blowing things out of proportion maybe there are more people who just don't really like it there are more people who are don't really like it but their voices aren't as like flashy as as the people who like are posting this fucking fool everywhere yeah yeah Anyway, I still think our fucking ostrich documentary would have been better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna create this person in this ranch, and uh, we'll film a. It would be dope as like a mockumentary. We could just make a mockumentary about the ostrich yeah. king, the ostrich fighter. Um, exactly. Yeah. See, be- oh my god. <laughs> I, I was just thinking that. I guess they announced that there's gonna be a a series. Oh, the TV or show. With yeah. motherfucking Nicolas Cage as Joe Exotic. Oh, like and you know I'm going to watch that yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It all comes but, together. So you did you ever see um, Bad Lieutenant with Nick Cage? Oh, yeah. That's Werner Herzog, right? That's Werner Herzog. It yeah. all, it all, you know, comes, they should get Herzog to direct some of those di- uh, episodes. Yeah. Of, they should uh, have the, Herzog be Joe Exotic. Then I would watch it. <laughs> as Werner Herzog as Joe Exotic. Uh, shit. Oh, shit. But, anyways, yeah. So, end of like main conclusion fuck these dudes, fuck these people. Um, I can't think. Was there one person that had like any redeeming qualities? Because, like, even the people that worked at Joe's place, yeah. Like, it was like, I understand that they were kind of down and out. You know, it sounds like he wanted to help people who were down and out, who were maybe like, like basically felons who maybe been in prison and shit. So that's kind of cool. 
um, but they're still doing kind of horrible acts, you know, <laughs> like, well, that, still that, like, that one skinny guy with, with no legs. What was that guy's name? You're yeah. talking about? That guy, that guy was really sad to me because like, I mean, these people, yeah, they don't have anything. They, 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 like you said, they're like ex-cons or whatever. They're getting paid like a hundred dollars a day to like work, like, you know, eating 20, fucking expired meat, eating expired meat off of a fucking <laughs> truck. So this, these people are really sad, you know? And yeah. To, yeah, I think, yeah. I think the way I saw them was like the one, the one bit of joy in life that they had was those animals. Right. And they, that guy loved the tigers that he took care of, you know, and Mm -hmm. when, and that's the same thing that Carol Baskin is doing and exploiting the people that, you know, work there because she uses all Mm -hmm. volunteers. Like she just went the other direction, which is always funny to me is like, okay, like it's okay if a person is a volunteer, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. But not okay if you're paying. Speaking them, of which, this yeah. mother is looking for some some interns, <laughs> some volunteers. <laughs> I just picked up a couple of exotic animals here uh, for my house, so you know you can but sleep it, in a tent. It, yeah. Wait, so I I thought I read somewhere that Carol Baskin's place, her big cat rescue place, is basically all of the animals that get like picked up by like people who aren't supposed to have them it's, yeah, I mean, like, it's, supposed, to, it's supposed to be a rescue right it's right? not yeah it's not a, it's not like a like she's doing it and like charging people to go pet them or anything like that you're not supposed to touch them there da, 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 and yeah. it's supposed to be yeah. rescuing shit but she started as a collector with her first husband like yeah 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 they were buying animals like no doubt yeah and yeah so she was part of that culture. So then she killed her husband and she became this awesome Mother Teresa type of figure in the <laughs> big cat community. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, Carol Baskin wants to be around tigers and wants yeah. to feel whatever power and weird yeah, yeah. shit that comes from it. She just found the legal way to do it, which is yeah. I'm going to rescue from these dirty people, which I used to be like. And I'm going to have a bunch of volunteers to do all the scooping the shit and feeding the animals. So she just, again, played the chess board, uh, you know, in the right way. So that, she, so that she looks like the right, like a Hashtag saint, like you said. <laughs> Fuck, that. <laughs> Fuck that lady. Fuck that lady. That's She's funny. doing the yeah. same shit, man. Yeah. She's doing yeah. the same shit. Um, yeah. But. Anyway, if you, I mean, honestly, like if I had a baby tiger, a, like a cub tiger, whatever, like I'd probably end up the same way as aunt dog, doc asshole. I'd have like a harem. Harem. Yeah. I'd, I'd be sitting with my legs crossed in a robe. They're, um, they're actually, they're the victims. The tigers are the ones that are, that are at fault here. If they weren't so cute and so attractive. <laughs> And so alluring, then these people would not have been brainwashed and right. done crazy shit with their lives. You're right. You're so right. fuck. I'm they sorry. They asked like, for it. They asked for it. Fuck. Speaking of dirt bags, um, did you catch the Takashi Six Nine IG live yesterday? Um. Fuck. I did not. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> This week brought us a lot. This week was jam-packed for Latinxes, Latinos. We got, got Cinco de Mayo. Got Cinco de Mayo, right, earlier in the week. 
Oh yeah. And we had Takashi Six Nine IG Live, along with a new song and video. I feel like 2020 is the year of like the bad guy. You got fucking Trump. You got Joe Exotic. You got Takashi Six Nine. Um, who the fuck else? Jeff Bezos. Mark whoa, Zuckerberg. whoa, whoa. <laughs> I was out. with you until you said the Jeff Bezos. Part. Yes. <laughs> Mr. I'm in Whole Foods every other day. Yes. Uh, getting it delivered to my front door. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, little, I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm just, this, I'm just saying the bad guy is just your little window back there opens up and they hand you yeah. or, organic pork rinds. Yes. Just shit like that. Or yeah. <laughs> um, but this is a whole nother thing. And I don't, I don't know what your thoughts on it are necessarily. Takashi? Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't really get it. The guy, like, I mean, it's a, it's it's basically the same thing. Actually, it's it's a circus show. It's it's a, a, it's a it's a watching a car wreck. You know, you just don't know. And people are gonna keep watching. People are gonna keep watching watching Takashi and paying attention to him until he fucking dies, which he's probably gonna die young. He's either going to die of like some doing drugs like uh, or whatever, or somebody's going to kill him because he's always fucking mouthing off and saying stupid shit. That's the allure. He's not a very good musician. I, I'm, I don't, I'm not like, I hope I don't sound like an old man, although I am, but it just, it's not very good. Like I like some of the new shit, but I don't, his shit is trash. Like yeah, it, really it is. is crap. Yeah. He is like, the biggest appropriator of all time you know fuck gwen stefani ariana grande justin bieber all these mm. all these pop stars right this dude basically took like like drill like trap drill music that was really popular that's basically gangster rap that i believe started like in chicago and shit mm. and then he basically just literally copied and pasted that into like his own shit mm. and he was just like he was like this like hood kid from new york to my understanding but he wasn't like a gangster and he wasn't all this crazy. He wasn't involved with all these crazy gangs. Like he basically used the nine trade blood, whatever the fuck they're called. He somehow got involved with them and was like, yo, like I'm going to become this crazy. I know how to become this crazy viral troll rapper and yeah. I'm going to get really fucking famous. And he did. And that he is really smart in that way in terms of like marketing and using current social media social to media. just completely yeah. take over. Um, but yeah, he's fucking a man. Uh, I hate. Yeah, I also feel. I feel like this is a, one of the moments of me also feeling like an old man. Um, was one I noticed two gray hairs in my beard about a week ago, and Damn. then Takashi Six Nine came out with this, and I got really angry because fuck that dude. <laughs> you know what I was doing this week that made me feel old? Because. Uh, now I'm home working all day so I can listen to whatever. I mean, I guess I can use headphones at work, but for some reason I started listening to like, like you too. I was like playing what the, the fuck. I was listening to the, you gotta like, edit this part out. You got to edit this part. <laughs> out. Yo, I was listening to like the <laughs> 1980s, like Joshua tree, like the, like, like the good shit when they were like huge before they went like really pop or like really anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And I was sitting there listening to like Joshua tree and I was like, I knew all the words. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, they don't make music like they used to. 
<laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, the, the you should check out um you should check out this band called um the war on drugs. Have you heard of them? I'm against the war on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> it's a really dope band, actually. And they sound that's basically kind of like a revamp of 80s U2 kind of shit. Um, interesting. But it, it sounds really dope. Like um, but yeah, no, so Takashi 69, Jesus. So what did he say on his live stream? I, I, I started watching. He just basically like, you know, like y'all call me a snitch, but this guy fucked my wife. So who was snitching who and da 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 da. I don't know. That's basically it. I think like we're saying this dude's a fucking master marketer, right? And he has basically made snitching the new cool. That's how his, his abilities of marketing and trolling are such that being a rat, being a snitch is now what's dope. It's what's fire. Man, um, rappers, so yeah, he, rappers are crazy. They make everything cool. <laughs> like they made eating ass cool. Like it used to yeah. be like, it used to be like, that's nasty. God damn, I would never, I would never eat an ass. And now like yes. it's cool because rap rappers yes cool. yes i forget that guy's name one of the guys at the beginning that who was started rap, like little b was one of them the ass eating guys the other guy's name yeah 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 um, it's like the eating groceries it's like that but yeah yeah, no, yeah you're right they, they make all this shit crazy popular i'm gonna start a i'm gonna be a rapper and i'm gonna make like you know eating vegetables cool like like you know or like math math is cool calculus too yeah 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 quadratic yeah, that's, a, that's the sad that's yeah. the sad shit about um just life in general bro just the takashi six nines are the ones who are who are crazy famous and you know the 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 lowly math nerd who knows everything they, they don't give a fuck about him they don't give a fuck about neil degrasse tyson they don't give a fuck about oh that guy that Bill guy Nye. that guy's big be- that guy needs to be canceled anyway. Fucking creeper. He's a, he's a, he's kind of like the Takashi Six Nine of the science world because he's not. He's like, um, yo, does Fa- does Anthony Fauci, does Doctor Fauci, my my brother, does he have an Instagram? He should. I don't know. He, he should. Let me check. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what his IG was about. He he basically Takashi Six Nine released a new song and a new video. And he went on live for the first time since he has been locked up, um, which has been like two years, something like over two years. So obviously it was going to be this big thing. And yeah, he more or less said like, like, yeah, I snitched, but the people who I snitched on were fucking me over. Like, y'all don't understand. I'm, I'm the God. I'm the king of New York. Da, 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 da. The song. Yeah. It's like the same kind of shit. It, you know, what's funny is like, I feel like people thought, and I thought maybe too, that he would have come out and kind of maybe changed his trajectory in some way. Nope. But it, it's like literally like he never left. He never like left. it was yeah. like he picked up exactly where he left off. And I was thinking like, what if he had like become like like a Malcolm X type of figure? Oh, you know, shit. like he he had the potential to do that. You know, like obviously we all know we've all nobody seen the movie, sent this full copy of the Quran while he was in prison. <laughs> That's where we fucked somebody up. Fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, you know, like Malcolm X also famously was kind of uh, um, uh, did bad shit when he was younger. He got locked up and became this amazing fucking figure in, you know, the civil rights movement or whatever. Um, Takashi could have done that. That is how he could have really written himself 
into the motherfucking history books, but he's going with what knows what he knows works, which is just flashy, fake gangster, sex, internet troll shit, like all blended together in this very superficial, very generic ass way. Um, yeah, so fuck. I hate hating on a fellow Latino, Latinx, fellow Mexican slash Puerto Rican. I wanna pro- I wanna uplift our people, but not when they do it like this. And rant. Sorry about that. <laughs> Are you gonna do a whole uh, album takedown on him on Patreon? Though? I should. Yeah. <laughs> I should. Uh, I should do a spoken word. Um, oh. Response. <laughs> For like sure. Hermanos, For hermanas, sure. abren la mente. I don't know. Sure that, but... <laughs> <laughs> well what else? i see there's a good there's some good ch- music out chicano batman is that does that more up your alley they've been covered yes. in pitchfork i, I suppose it's got to be up your alley if they're on pitchfork 100 percent. i didn't really fuck with them until this moment wow. until they've been recognized by pitchfork Hell yeah. now i'm just like oh okay word yeah they're 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 cool they're cool for sure um yeah, they. Uh, you should check out that album. I haven't uh, actually, heard it. I'll check it's it out today. Dope. It's very much. Um, it sounds very like California. Like it sounds. It reminded me a lot of Red Hot Chili Peppers, actually. Oh, nice. Like the, way, the way the guy sings. And Does it sound like you two at all? A little bit, actually. Oh, like, fuck. Ooh. Kind of. <laughs> Ooh. It's like. Yeah, those guys are, have been. Have I'm actually a little butthurt at those dudes because they um when we were doing like interviews with musicians like three or four years ago uh-huh um we interviewed quita penas we interviewed um uh, mal portado kids we interviewed uh marie jose basically a bunch of people that we knew the sonido clash guys here in san jose that they yeah. were throwing these shows and we were interviewing them and in that mix was chicano batman reached out to them didn't hear anything and i and i and we know a few of the people that know them and they just straight up rejected our motherfucking call so i don't i don't think i'll ever be able to forgive them for that um just just so y'all know um petty like that but the, the new album's dope though you know congrats to them yeah go go raza go 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 chicanos you know cool mi gente mi gente, mi gente. this was like basically doing a review of like fast food or something. I, yeah. I don't know. Unfortunately, that's what does well. Like if we were to, You're right. that, if we were to do like Errol Morris and it, it would, people would drop off. They don't give a shit about that. All right. Well, I, w- I wanted to say thanks uh, to our new Patreon supporters. we got a lot of new Patreon supporters over the last month. Like for us a lot, like 15 more or something like that. I don't know. I was like, Ooh, another one, another one. Uh, so that's pretty dope, man. I really appreciate it. We'll, we'll really try to stay on top of this. We're, we're starting to use Zoom now because everybody's using Zoom. And that means the Chinese are listening to us as well. Um, and the Russians. Chinese, the, the Israelites, the. <laughs> Damn, it's all from... biblical. I think, they're called, <laughs> I think they're called Israelis. The Israelites. <laughs> <laughs> the Israelites. The Mennonites. The... <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Of Babylon. Yeah. <laughs> they're all listening they're all listening yeah and you were listening too so thank you very much really appreciate it um yeah hopefully um oh charlie brown very nice um 
we'll keep putting these out and please let us know if you want to hear more stuff like this or what sort of shit you want to listen to we'll kind of try to keep mixing it up with our personal stuff have you been doing okay i haven't seen you i haven't seen sammy in two months since the lockdown just only via web i'm only on his my uh what is it called my fans your only fans um i sent i i get sammy's dirty pics on his only fans account um but i don't know you've been okay dude you guys holding up you're not going crazy We've been chilling, yeah, just more or less taking it easy day by day, um, working from home. Yeah, it's, it's chill. We're, I think we're definitely um, luckier than a lot of people. Um, yeah. So we're just trying to take it day by day. Luckily, our jobs are um, flexible and we're still employed. So yeah, we just go on walks throughout the day. Start cooking. Glad has been cooking a lot. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'm. I, I don't think I'm. I'm fit to cook. Honestly, I don't. Um, it's not a i don't take to it your arms not long enough or what yeah you burn easily you have to get real close to the pan or what basically i cooking i believe is an art form and i i think it's a really dope art form i i I really respect people who cook and the, the people who are you know culinary artists but there's something about it turning into literal shit like of your art turning into poop that makes me like not want to dedicate a whole lot of time to it i don't know if that makes sense that is weird i've never no that would that makes that makes me attracted to it more (laughs) that's what draws me to it (laughs) the process is just so captivating and intricate that it uh uh but yeah no i've always i don't know that probably makes no sense but it basically leads to me being like I don't really give a fuck. Like I'll just make a sandwich or I'll make like this shitty little salad. Whereas other people like my girlfriend, like Claudia, she, she actually likes cooking and making like a, a different shit. So hmm. that's my thing on cooking. I don't know if y'all needed to hear that, if y'all cared to hear that, but that's just, that's just me. That's just a little, little, uh, little. I haven't, I haven't gone, I haven't gone like full tilt the way Claudia has. Cause I've seen her posts and she's, she's cooking some dope looking shit. I think she should fucking go buy a big ass dildo and slap you with it because you sound like you sound like you don't appreciate it. Uh, to me, you sound <laughs> like a little bitch. No, no, she should I was go like, buy. She's gonna cook this dildo. She, she, she should go buy like literally like one of those <laughs> like big old massive, dog. gigantic like <laughs> you know two foot dildos and just fucking slap you with it because you sound like a. You sound like an unappreciative little bastard, and I've seen the meals <laughs> she's making. I would love to turn. I would love to turn those meals into my own poop. That's uh, what I'm saying. But... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's very nice of you to say. Thank you. Yes, I'll I'll let her know. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> that you would love to poop it out. But yeah, that, I don't know. That was weird. I, I mean, but that's sometimes that's when I, I poop fun. my like. You ever poop and you're like, you notice you can you can recognize the food you ate, right? You're like, oh, that's that one meal. I'd be like, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good meal I made. I'll just take a picture. I'll start posting it on our Instagram, on this mother Instagram, actually. I think people would dig that. There has to be an Instagram that does that already. That's like the before and after. Like, oh, here's I think Sakashi69 like, does that. <laughs> yeah. He's like, this is a, you know, like a duck orange or whatever. And then in the next slide, it's just like a big old shit in a toilet. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. We need, to, we need to start that before we post this so no one takes that idea. 
shit. All right. Well, it's glad I'm glad to hear you guys doing. I, do you feel a little more relaxed? I feel more relaxed now. You know, like I'm not stressed out as much anymore. Obviously, like it's still an issue, but I think the Bay Area has handled this pretty well. We're still under shelter in place in the Bay Area, which some people think we're crazy liberals or some shit, or like we're letting the government tell tell us what to do. But I think, you know, people are going out for walks, doing their thing. You go to the store when you need to, and you're like, hey, I don't need to get everybody sick. I don't want to get sick. There's some, there's still a lot of funkiness with this disease. And like, yeah, I mean, I feel, I'm feeling pretty chill about it now. I mean, I'm still being careful. Like I still washing the shit out of my hands and like, I'm wearing a mask. Washing shit off of your hands. You have to, you have to. The virus is in the poop. Yes. It's in the poops. You have to be careful. No, that's that's true. It's the same thing over here, down here in San Jose. Yeah. Um, it's been, it, it feels a little more busy. Like the, I feel like yeah. there's more cars out and stuff. Yep. But yep. when we're going on walks, I don't know um, if other people, I'm sure this is true everywhere. Or if you've experienced this when you've come into the, into the civilized society. Of like <laughs> when you're walking, you're walking down the street and then like you see somebody on the sidewalk mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. basically someone chooses to walk on the street mm-hmm. and it's been happening like every single time like you're walking the sidewalk and then a person is like let's say like three houses down and then someone makes a move to basically go into the street into like the bike lane so mm-hmm. that you don't actually walk next to each other on the sidewalk you saw the stuff in brooklyn and new york where like cops were beating like black people for like not observing social distancing supposedly and then there's like a fucking park full of white people like all close to each other and they're handing out masks and like weird shit and you're just like what the fuck um and ah man it's it's upsetting i i i just was like it's hard not to just start to just i like hate people i don't know (laughs) hate authority man the institutions bro uh we'll we'll get into that in the next yeah We'll get yeah, that next so that's but. awful. But anyways, yeah, thank you for listening. Um, remember to check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash desmadre for extra, even doper content, if I do say so myself. Yeah. Um, check us out on iTunes, on the Apple Podcast, and leave a five-star review and a comment. There, there was some haters a few weeks ago. They gave us one star. They brought our shit down a little bit. So if you could go on there, I would really appreciate it. You don't have to say anything. You don't even have to... Yeah, don't say shit, just just five stars and like a fucking uh, eggplant emoji, whatever the fuck you want. Hell like, yeah. That would be much appreciated. I would like a poop um, emoji. Yeah. The, the poop emoji, uh, eggplant, mm-hmm. and then fire fire 100 100. Um, that's the code if you're really listening. But thank you. Right. Very, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks, folks. Be safe. Peace. Fuck Joe Exotic. Peace. Damn me. Can you tell me who